This is Retirement Keys with Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Anthony provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Keys with your host, Anthony Kinjemi. All right, welcome. Hello, welcome to another show of Retirement Keys. My name is Anthony Kinjemi from Crescent City Retirement Group. And we have our fabulous co-host with us again today. As always, we couldn't do the show without him, Mr. Tony Shore. He's with us. And uh, we're looking forward to a a really a nice show today, a a good informative show today, I think with a relative uh, uh, topic. But uh, before we get started, Tony, how are you doing? Thank you so much for being with us. Oh, thank you, Anthony, for having me on the show. And I'm doing great it's been a good week. I've been enjoying, uh, you know, uh, some of the trying to get in some of the last summer weather. And uh, before these uh, storms hit, uh, I know we're uh, we're looking at the rarity of uh, two hurricanes, not one, but two. Right. Yeah, that is interesting. Uh, it is. And um, so 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 we're recording this show. Uh, this show is pre-recorded uh, this week and it's August the 24th. So this is Monday, August the 24th. And I know that, uh, Marco is supposed to be, I think hitting landfall sometime later on this afternoon, uh, here. And then of course we have hurricane Laura, uh, which is supposed to be coming in, I think Wednesday or Thursday of this week. So probably when this show airs, uh, a lot of that will have taken place. But um, as we speak today, uh, we are anticipating, as you say, two storms. That's very uh, interesting. Laura, I believe, is approaching uh, the Gulf in the next 24 hours. And then once it gets in the Gulf, they can really pinpoint sure. uh, where where they think it's going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that is interesting. And uh, hope and pray everyone stays safe out there. And now uh, I know uh, you've got a great topic for us today, right? I mean, you know, everybody's been uh, uh, upended by COVID-19 and uh, it's probably more important now than ever uh, to get our financial lives in order. It's probably easy to forget uh, that, you know, it's possible to set basic financial goals. Now is probably the time. So why don't you get us started? Sure, Tony. So, so I'm going to just point out a recent article, uh, that, uh, I think really, really goes into some great uh, points, but the name of the article was the five money goals if you're still employed during COVID-19. And it first really recommends you try and turn some of your previous expenses into new savings. The entire article is available on nerdwallet.com. If you're curious, nerdwallet.com. And again, the name of the article is Five Money Goals If You're Still Employed During COVID-19. Now, maybe you aren't driving 
uh, your car as often. And along those same lines, maybe you're relying less on Uber or Lyft rides. Perhaps your daily lunch or coffee spending has dropped because you're working from home. Instead of turning those savings into new or unnecessary online purchases, you can use them as a new source of savings. It's often recommended you have at least six months worth of living expenses saved up. Now I get it for a lot of folks uh, that seems like uh, it's impossible or an impossible goal, but earmarking the money you're saving from your reduced casual spending uh, for your savings might really be a, a, a good place to start. Well, yeah, and that does sound like a good place to start. You know, I'm certainly, you know, aware of the, you know, you've said it before, having three to six months of living expenses saved up is a good strategy. But if some of our listeners already have maybe reached that noble goal, what else can they do with the money they're currently saving on things like gas or dining out? Well, that's a great question, Tony. There, There's a couple of things you may want to do with that money. First, you could use the extra money to help pay off some debt. Uh, so if there's some debt sitting out there, especially, and I would recommend if there is debt, looking at the debt that's more high interest, the higher interest debt, let's chip away at that first. And then, of course, the second uh, could be funneling money into your retirement savings. So we can pay off debt, especially high interest rate debt, credit card debt, uh, maybe uh, that type of debt can typically be higher interest uh, that you're you're, uh, it's costing you for that money. And so getting that paid down and then also funneling money into your retirement savings, uh, Tony could be another great way to use some of that extra money that you're not spending on gas and dining out and some of the other things that we might've been spending money on before COVID-19. Right. And that's really good advice. Obviously, you know, paying off your debt, beefing up your retirement savings. It's hard for me to see how you could go wrong with either of those things. Uh, What do you have for us next? Well, I'm guessing a fair number of our listeners today have student loans. Uh, As part of its response to the COVID-19 crisis, the federal government has suspended most student loan payments interest-free through September 30th. I mean, simply put, that means any payments you make until September 30th will go directly toward your loan's principal. And that's something that could end up saving you a fair amount of money in the long run. So if you've got a student loan sitting out there, if you've got a a son or a daughter or a, a niece or a nephew or someone you may know with a student loan, just be aware that they're interest free until September the 30th. So any money they put towards it now or any extra money they put toward that loan, it goes directly against the principal. There's no interest. Yeah. And so that's another great way to, to kind of leverage and take advantage of some of these uh, benefits. Yeah, that sounds like a really good option, Anthony. Uh, are there circumstances, though, where it might be a good idea to instead use your normal student loan payment for other expenses then right now? 
Well, I think there are, Tony. For example, if you have significant credit card debt, like we mentioned earlier, you may want to divert your normal student loan payment amounts to your credit card debt. Another option would be to dedicate that money to helping build your six-month emergency fund. Just bear in mind the payment suspension ends on September 30th, so your strategy should take that into account. So, but again, looking at credit card debt, especially the higher interest uh, credit cards, and uh, making sure you beefed up that uh, six-month emergency fund, these are two great places to allocate funds. Yeah, obviously, that's a really good idea. Uh, you want to get that credit card debt paid down, obviously, uh, take advantage of the payment suspension. Uh, but no, it's not going to last forever. It expires soon. Uh, how else can the money we're saving from reduced expenses be utilized? Well, Tony, I think boosting your 401k contribution is another reasonable option if your emergency fund is healthy and you don't have credit card debt. And if you're considering maxing out your 401k contribution this year, doing it while prices are relatively no low means you'll possibly increase your returns when the markets rebound. So taking advantage of some of the lower prices and some of your investments can also be a great way to save money and also make money for the future. Yeah. And you've already given us some common sense uh, attainable goals that some of our listeners may be able to implement. Uh, do you have anything more for us? Well, another potential way of some of our listeners may be able to save money uh, is by taking a closer look at their mortgage. It's possible the current uh, current economy may provide you with lower interest rates. In fact, there was an article notes interest rates are currently about a full percentage point lower than they were just a year ago in May of 2019. So refinancing now could keep a little more of your money in your pocket. Our listeners should note that there's often an increased demand for refinancing when rates dip, so it may be difficult to qualify uh, than it was even just a few months ago. So, you know, but looking at those options, Tony, what, what type of interest rate are you paying now on your current mortgage, and does it make sense to possibly refinance that? Can also be just really a, a great step in the right direction. Right. And I think that's another great point. Now, we're almost out of time for this segment. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break? Well, I would just encourage our listeners, as you know, we really are very, very, feel very strongly about a holistic, sound retirement plan. We think estate and legacy planning and health care planning and invest, investment strategy, income planning and taxes are really the five pillars to any sound retirement plan. And I would just encourage you, if you don't have a plan or if you'd like to make a comparison, take, take advantage of this special offer. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Jimmy of Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering a complimentary gourmet dinner and retirement planning workshop, the five keys to a stress-free retirement. This is one workshop you won't want to miss. Call in the next 20 minutes for this no-cost offer. Seating is limited. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. 
And welcome back to Retirement Keys with our host, Anthony Kinjemi. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and we're going to talk about uh, which bills and debts you should probably be focused on during this uh, COVID-19 economy. And I like the idea, Anthony, of being as strategic as possible with my finances, even during challenging economic times, or especially during challenging times like these. How are you going to get us started here? Well, Tony, a recent CNBC article uh, was titled, Which Debts and Bills Should You Pay Off During COVID-19? And here's what some of those money experts say. Focus on potential strategies for paying your bills if you've lost your job during the pandemic. Unfortunately, as countless news stories have uh, detailed, this is the position of millions of Americans currently finding themselves in. The article suggests making housing your highest priority. For many people and family, housings is the largest and arguably one of the most important expenses. And under normal circumstances, failing to pay your rent or mortgage could lead to foreclosures and evictions. Certainly, the ramifications of that can be financially and emotionally devastating. So the article really just uh, strongly suggests that obviously paying your housing cost should be a first priority. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's good advice. And honestly, I would have guessed that housing would be considered the highest priority. After all, everybody needs a safe place to call home. Uh, what else uh, does it say about housing? What else do you want to comment on? Well, Tony, some potential good news is that many states and cities have put an eviction freeze into place that may provide a degree of protection for some renters. Additionally, renters and homeowners may discover they have some wiggle room to postpone their payments. But with all that said, it's critical to remember you're still obligated to pay what you owe, uh, whether it's rent or a mortgage payment. You may end up having to make all those delayed payments at one time. Ultimately, continuing to pay your rent or mortgage payments may be the strongest move you can make. Reach out to your landlord or mortgage company to see if they can work with you on potential solutions. You know, a lot of times, Tony, if you find yourself in this situation, you know, your landlord or your uh, mortgage company may be very uh, sensitive to this and may uh, have some options for you that you're that you uh, would otherwise not uh, be aware of by by just reaching out, really, and just talking to them, Tony. Right. And you know what? That is the bottom line. That's good advice. And it's just common sense. And this is probably a good time to take a moment to remind our listeners out there that working with a financial professional uh, can really help you design and adjust your financial strategy uh, to navigate the current economy or the recovery we're going through uh, and creating or changing your strategy it can be challenging even in the best of times, but it's so important right now. And getting a second opinion on where you're at might not be such a bad idea either, right? I definitely agree, Tony. The article next notes you should consider your utilities and car payments as a medium priority. Uh, so 
rent or your mortgage, you should next uh, devise a game plan for those other expenses, making sure you're up to date on vital services like water, sewer, electricity, and gas can help you avoid the stress that may come from getting behind on those bills. Additionally, uh, falling behind on utilities can sometimes mean you accumulate fees, and in some cases could even mean you don't qualify for uh, energy assistance programs. And of course, the worst case scenario is having some utilities shut off, Tony. So really just kind of the basic housing needs, your rent, your mortgage payment, your utilities. Uh, obviously, these are things that we have to have in place to be able to uh, sustain ourselves and our family. So doing that. And then once we've got that taken care of. We talked about the six month, um, the slush fund, which is real important to build up. And then of course, after that, we've talked about paying off some of those high interest uh, credit cards and some debt. We've also talked about refinancing with these low interest rates where available. So a lot of things you can do, Tony, you know, to really put yourself in a position uh, to where you're not vulnerable or much less vulnerable uh, with just some simple adjustments. Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. They, uh, but you know what? You mentioned earlier that somebody might be able to reach out to their landlord or mortgage company to find solutions that will provide some relief. But is there anything like that for your utilities, you think? Well, Tony, many utility providers have hardship programs that may allow customers to defer some of their payments. So that's uh, something worth checking out. Uh, The other uh, medium priority, your car payment, should also be part of your strategy. Missing multiple car payments may lead to repossessions. Being stuck without reliable transportation may have some devastating effects on your ability to make a living. So, but reach out to those folks, Tony. Because again, they might have the hardship programs already in place. And sometimes, you know, when we get behind, you know, we just feel like sticking our head in the sand and hoping it goes away. And a lot of times you can just address it head on. I mean, a lot of these uh, uh, institutions, I mean, let's face it, they know what's going on. They have customers all over the uh, country. And so they've got a lot of times programs already in place that could go a long way in helping you if you just reach out and talk to them. Yeah. And that's that's a good point. Like you say, there are major audio auto companies out there like Ford, Toyota and Nissan. I know they're currently uh, waiving late fees and offering offering payment deferrals. So a lot of those companies are willing to work with you, as you say. And I think this has been a really insightful conversation so far, Anthony. Uh, We should probably take another quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we do? Well, I just want to say to all of our radio audience that, look, you're not alone. You know, we're all in this situation where we're just, um, you know, 
kind of going through some uncharted uh, waters. And, uh, and, and people know that. Your banks know that. Your, your auto companies know that. Your mortgage company knows that. Your landlord knows that. And a lot of those folks are looking for help as well from their uh, suppliers and vendors. So we're all in this together. So don't feel like, you know, you're the only one. So I would just encourage you, reach out to the folks you can reach out to that um and see what you can work out uh you don't have to do it alone and incidentally if you need any help or support at all with any of this that we're discussing we're here you know we're here and we're able to help as well so if you need any help and and uh or any direction at all as it relates to this give our office a call at 504 828 2171. Again, that's 504-828-2171. And we're here. We stand ready to help in any way that we can. You've been listening to our shows and advice on getting your finances in order and creating a retirement income plan that will last. Now is the time to take advantage of our special offer. This is Anthony Kinjemi with Crescent City Retirement Group, and we're now offering our three-step retirement planning process at no cost and a $100 gift card to the restaurant of your choice upon completion of the planning process. Call Crescent City Retirement Group within the next 20 minutes at 504-828-2171. That number again is 504-828-2171. And welcome back to the Retirement Keys with our host, Anthony Kajemi. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And this has been a great show today, Anthony. We've been talking about potential financial strategies to get you through the difficult economy and things that have been going on out there. Uh, It's been an eye-opening conversation so far. Uh, What do you have for us next? Well, Tony, for the remainder of today's show, I think we should discuss retirement. You know, the reality is for some people, the COVID-19 economy may delay their retirement. As a Motley Fool's Fool's article, Motley Fool's article suggests in the name of the article, five reasons you didn't want to retire early anyway, explains for at least some of our listeners, pushing retirement a little into the future might be a blessing in disguise. Yeah, and I I agree. I'm on board with talking about retirement whenever we can, which we do, uh, because I'm sure a big portion of our listeners out there probably rate retirement as one of their top financial concerns, or at least it should. That's why we all have retirement savings accounts, things like that. That's right, Tony. The first interesting point the article brings up is you might find retirement boring. In fact, a 2016 Federal Reserve study found that a third of retirees changed their minds about retirement and returned to work. It seems many retirees simply don't adjust well to their new non-working lifestyle. So, You know, we always say that retirement is not just about the financial aspect. It's also the social aspect as well. So I think that's where this study was really getting their data was a lot of times people retire and don't know what to do with themselves. And that, of course, uh, now you may be saying, well, you know, you could find, you know, that's not everybody's trouble. But it is it is uh, a legitimate point that we do have to have. Uh, a routine and our social structure uh, to to support our retirement goals as well, Tony. 
Well, I can definitely see how some people would have difficulty filling the 40 hours that made up their typical work week after working for, you know, a lot of people are working for 50 years uh, after doing that for 50 years and, and needing that steady schedule or activity. Uh, you find yourselves with a lot of time on your hands. That's very true, Tony. And going from a life of lots of structure to a life of very little structure can really be jarring for some people. Along those same lines, some people may also find they just don't like uh, the simple life. Uh, If you're retired when you're 65, you may have to live off the money you've saved for, let's say, roughly 20 years or more. The earlier you retire, the longer your assets have to last. A combination of savings and retirement income tools is how most people build their retirement savings. But the fact is, to make it all work, you probably are going to have to make your budget a little leaner. Yeah. And am I right in guessing that for some people, giving up some of the things they enjoy in an effort to build a leaner budget just isn't going to be appealing? Absolutely, you are. The cold reality is a lean lifestyle is a limited lifestyle. As you work toward retirement, you probably have some sense. Your lifestyle is going to have to change. But once you actually get there and understand the things you have to give up, going back to work might not seem like the worst idea you've ever heard. I mean, depending on your situation, Social Security can also be a major factor for retirement, especially for those who retire early. In most cases, the earliest you can claim Social Security is when you're 62, but when you file before your full retirement age, which is currently between 66 and 67 for most people, you could be slashing your benefits as much as 30%. If you retire at age 70, your benefit will reach its maximum value. Leaving that much money on the table could certainly make your retirement a little leaner. All this information and more can be found at the SSA.gov website. But, you know, as you know, Tony, we go through great lengths in our retirement income plan to look at maximizing Social Security and structuring income in the most tax efficient way so we can really maximize our retirement, Tony. And that's so important as it relates to any retirement plan. And that's why I mentioned earlier that really we believe that the five keys, as I mentioned, was estate and legacy, health care, investment, income, and taxes. But income planning is really the foundation of all of it, Tony, and making sure that our social security strategy is in place, our structuring of income is in place, being tax efficient with our income is also considered surviving spouse uh, loss of income due to the death of a spouse is also needs to be considered in your income plan, Tony. So I would just encourage our listeners, if you don't have a formal plan, if you'd like to see some structure and like to see what we think is important as it relates to your retirement income plan and all the other things we've discussed here on the show today, take advantage of this special offer. Thank you for listening to Retirement Keys. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Anthony Kinjemi at Crescent City Retirement Group. Call 504-828-2171 or visit the website at crescentcityretirement.com. 
Com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Anthony Kinjemi and Crescent City Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.